Hey you, Nina here. You're officially listening to Trigger. Can we play with that wherever you get your podcast? Or you might be watching us on YouTube. Yay! Follow me on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina if that's your jam. But otherwise, here we go. I'm going to start this episode with a true, real story that I have experienced. It is a rupture and a repair process that we're trying to think about. But what I really want you to think about and really take with you from this episode is, are you owning your truth? Okay. Are you owning your truth and the truth of other people around you? Or are you casting yourself or others as a villain unnecessarily? That is a question that I want you to ponder. Okay. I want to invite you to, of course, be accountable for yourself. Of course, if you have a rupture, think about the repair. And of course, own your truth without oppressing yourself and without oppressing other people. But primarily, own your truth. Are you the villain in the story right now? Okay, listen in for more. Grab your journal, right? Have a friend ready. All the things you need to get the dialogue continued as we talk about triggers with ruptures and owning your truth when you or somebody else insists that there is a villain. So, you ready? Let's play. Welcome to Triggered. Can we play with that? You know that moment when your emotions ramp up in an instant, leaving you feeling helpless, frozen, or out of control? In that moment, you've been emotionally hijacked, the very definition of triggered. And I want to ask you, can we play with that? I'm Nina El Garcia, drama therapist and empowerment coach of Houston Creative Arts Therapy. Join me as we discover ways to empower you and the people who mean the most to you to transform hard conversations into teachable moments. Triggered. Real playful. Real respectful. Real empowered. Let's take a breath. We are officially going to launch right into the story of me and Llewellyn. Now, of course, if you've been listening to this podcast prior to this episode, you know that when I use a character name, right, me is me, but Llewellyn is a character name that represents a real person out there in the world. But because we cannot tell one story and truly encapsulate an entire human being, we don't need to use their real name because we know that a single moment cannot define a person necessarily. So in this story, (laughs) if you will, we have me and Llewellyn. Now, me and Llewellyn go way back, okay? We've got a lifetime of memories together. And regardless of whether Llewellyn is my mother, aunt, sister, cousin, brother, father, go on and on and on and on and on, right? Regardless of their relationship to me, I am going to tell this story And I am going to invite you to start thinking about how it relates to your story and to your relationships. You with me? You with me? Okay, let's keep going. So I have me and Llewellyn. Now we go way back, as I already said. And one day we have a huge rupture, okay? Now, ruptures are going to happen in relationships. But the question that I would then put forth to you is to what degree are you going to make an effort for a repair? Okay. 
rupture and repair. Write that down in your journal because that's an important phrase. Ruptures are going to happen. Repairs don't need to happen. But if you want that relationship to keep moving forward in a healthy way, you're going to want to repair, right? So Llewellyn and I have a huge rupture and Llewellyn is throwing this huge party at the end of the year, doing lots of planning for it. And Llewellyn decides you don't need to be a part of the planning committee. You don't need to be a part of the planning of this party. And because this rupture was so big and immediately I was ousted from this party, I thought, oh my gosh, what did I do? What did I do? to be ousted from being a part of this, right? So to be clear, what did I do to be excluded? What did I do that said to Llewellyn that I did that I should not and did not belong in that particular group? So the rupture happens. I get ousted from this group. It's way down the line. And I'm sitting here thinking at the time that Llewellyn's right, lips profess I don't want you in it. I think to myself, okay, but there's so many months between now and then, like surely we'll repair this, right? I have this like this hope that we're going to repair this rupture. And so at the time I say, you know what? Okay. If that's how you feel, that's how you feel. I've got a lot of things going on in my life right now and I'm going to move forward, right? Now, for the sake of the story, I want you to imagine that Llewellyn's feelings in excluding me were right. I want you to imagine that that's her truth and that she was right to exclude me simply because she did not want me in the planning committee. Okay. So we move forward. And as I move on with my life, I do a bunch of things. She does a bunch of things. We don't know what's happening in each other's lives. We have a few more ruptures when, you know, I try to reach out and I try to make repairs. Llewellyn is not ready for repairs. We even went to mediation. We did it twice. The first time we went to mediation, I thought everything was okay. It was not okay. Llewellyn still had some things that needed to be processed. And so we had yet another rupture. Now, to be clear, we have months and months of ruptures at this point. We have many attempts at repair. They're not working out. And at some point we have to ask ourselves, like, is this a relationship worth salvaging? And then of course you ask, well, Nina, what kind of relationship is it? Is this like a friendship that we can just say bye-bye to? Or is this like a family relationship? Because if it's family, well then like you're sort of obligated, right? I will hear this all the time that we are obligated to be with our family, to love our family, to do things for our family, to sacrifice ourselves for our family, to give to our family. And let's be clear, I am a family person. I'm big on family. I'm really big on relationships. I really, really like to find repairs when there are ruptures. But just because I am that way does not mean that all of my family is that way. Certainly not all of my friends, right? So regardless of whether it's a friend or family, I'm going to drop you another line and I want you to put this in this journal that you have or the friend that you're going to dialogue with. Are you ready? Here we go. Obligation is not liberation. If you feel obligated to do something for someone with someone, I really want to question 
I really want to invite you to question, are you doing it because you are also choosing to do it and you feel liberated and free to do so? Or are you doing it because you feel shackled to obligation? Really important question for you to consider as you move forward. I will continue with the story because I told you that we went to mediation twice. So that was the first time. And I'm really trying to repair this relationship. And I I believe to some degree that Llewellyn is probably trying to do this too, but I won't speak for Llewellyn. I can really only speak for me. So by the time we get to our second mediation, I have done a lot of processing on this because I want to really ask myself as I go into the second mediation, I think, you know what? Llewellyn is really casting me as the villain. But am I the villain in the story? Am I the villain in this story? Which is not to say that Llewellyn is the villain, but am I a villain in the story? So we sit down at our second mediation. We're in a restaurant. We have a third party there to help us sort of maneuver this conversation. And I, without a doubt, love Llewellyn. I believe that Llewellyn loves me, but in this meeting, I go into it and I say flat out, I believe, Llewellyn, that you love me. I just don't think you like me. And I don't know when that changed or if it's always been that way, but I just don't think you like me. And so when you tell me that you excluded me from this once in a lifetime event, I am curious to know, can you tell me why? I feel like I've been cast as the villain. Can you tell me why? And Llewellyn looks across from me and says something akin to, you know, just read the text messages, Nina. Just read the text messages and you'll know. And I say, no, 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 no. This was something that you made a choice to exclude me from, a conscious choice to exclude me from. I didn't pull myself out from it. And I could not tell you what it was exactly that I did to be excluded from it in such a fashion. But you did exclude me from it. And Llewellyn is very intense. And Llewellyn says, well, hell yeah, I excluded you from it. And I think, oh, I feel that. And I think Llewellyn is so angry. Surely with this much anger, Llewellyn must have a very clear reason for why she's excluded me from this event, this event in her life, why she's excluded me. And we go so far back. And so we talk a little bit more and I ask again, I say, listen, text conversations aside, I shouldn't have to go back to a thread for you to be able to tell me, even with all of this anger that you have right now, a very clear reason, why have you excluded me from this lifetime event with you? Why have you cast me out from being able to be there with you and for you? And the answer that I got back again was you just need to read the texts. Now, I want to pause the story here. And I want you to think about the last time you were really upset about something and then you made a choice to exclude someone or or cut them out or or change an event or, or pull yourself out of something. Typically, when we make a really strong decision, we know why we have made it. And what I want to pose to you here is that I think, and I genuinely believe, I genuinely believe that Llewellyn made this decision because she believed that it was the right decision for her. 
I believe that. I bear no malice toward being excluded because she felt that I needed to be excluded. Now, here is where I want us to go seven layers deeper. Okay. I want us to go deeper than surface. Here's what I don't believe. I don't believe Llewellyn excluded me because of something I did. I think it is easier to believe that it was because of something I did that I deserve to be excluded, that hell yeah, I deserve to be excluded and that no repair should have been made when instead I think the reality is it was just how she was feeling. And here's what I would say, therapist Nina, friend Nina, family Nina, you are entitled to how you feel. You're entitled to how you feel. If you feel like you don't want to be around someone, you're entitled to how you feel. But what I want to invite for all of us who are out there cutting people off or burning bridges or excluding people, I want to invite us in that moment to be accountable to our own feelings and to own our truth. That it is okay if we simply do not want to be around someone, if we simply do not want something or an event or a place to occur, it's okay if we feel that way. What is not okay is casting someone else as the villain in your story. I would say that's not okay because I would say it is not fair. I still love Llewellyn. There is no lack of love here. What? I am sitting with is, can I trust that Llewellyn sees me as I am, as opposed to seeing me as a villain in the story? Even when I have asked time and time again, over and over again, in mediation and outside of mediation, can you tell me what it is so that I can do better? I can be better. I can see it next time. I can make a repair. But if you cannot tell me what it is, this leads me to believe it is not something I can fix. It is not something I can address myself. It is something within you. It's something within the Llewellyns of the world. And you might be the Llewellyn of the world. I may sometimes be the Llewellyn of the world, but it is this moment that we have to ask ourselves, are we owning our truth? Are we casting somebody else as something that they may not be? What is happening in this story? So can we go into some psychoeducation here? I am ready to just ramp on up into it. Here we go. Get your journals out. Get your friends ready. Here we go. When we talk about owning our story, right? There are three roles that it is possible, essentially, that you could be inhabiting, right? And this is as every human being out there, okay? You can be a role you intend to be. You can be a role that you are cast as that somebody else told you you should be, or you can be a role that is the I don't know role. It is uh, usually is not sure exactly what its story is. It hasn't committed to a story. And that is why it is in the I don't know place. It sometimes is between stories or has multiple stories. And so it's having a really hard time settling, right? So you can be in any one of those three roles, okay? And so what this means in the story, I'm actually going to give you an example of me in each of these roles so that you can better understand, hmm, am I owning where I am in my story? Am I letting somebody else own where they are in their story? Or am I doing some recasting? Okay, here we go. So the first one is if you intend to be a villain, 
right? I'm going to say villain because in this case, I felt like I was cast as the villain. Okay. So if I intended to be a villain, I would have had to have done something on purpose to Llewellyn, on purpose to Llewellyn that might then cause Llewellyn to exclude me from something, right? So if I was intending to be a villain, then it makes sense that I would have been cast out and that Llewellyn would then be calling me out as a villain because I would have done something, right? So I imagine, let's say that she had a special dress for the event, right? Then I would have like ruined the dress or or um, t- or worn a similar dress or something like that, right? I would have intentionally done something that I know would have been harmful to Llewellyn, right? That's if I intended to be the villain. But let's say I did not intend to be the villain. Let's say I was really struggling in my life. I was having a hard time. Maybe I wasn't getting back to Llewellyn on time. Uh, Maybe I, I was telling them that I needed more time to be able to work through my own things. If they could just give me some time, that it would be okay. Um, That, you know, give me a month, Llewellyn. I'll be able to deal with this in a month. I just need that time. And Llewellyn simply did not want to wait a month, did not feel like it was that Nina was taking it seriously, right? That I was taking it seriously. And Llewellyn is like, absolutely not. You know what? You're a villain. You can't get your ish together. I need you to not be a part of this anymore. I cannot deal with your drama and your emotions anymore, Nina. And then I get cast as the villain, even though it is not my intention to be the villain. We see how this is working? Okay. Let's say that we're in the sort of I don't know space, which is actually a little hard because we're literally saying that the character we're working with is the villain. Yes. But here's how this one works. Let's say that Llewellyn is casting me as well. She's trying to say it. And then I think, you know what? But I like, was I like, did I say something? You know what? Maybe I said something to to hurt her. Uh, No, no. You know what? I was really just trying to deal with my own. No, you know. And I go back and forth. I go back and forth asking myself, did I really intend to mess something up or, or was I protecting myself or or is she seeing it incorrectly? Or, or did I, you know, unconsciously, right? We, we get the feel that's that. I don't know space where it's trying to figure out what story to commit to. And don't get me wrong. As y'all know, things are not usually very black and white. Yes. Not where humans are concerned. But I hope that you now have a little bit of a better idea with when we're owning our story, the difference between I'm intentionally uh, embracing a role, I have been cast as a role, and I have not done something specifically to deserve that, or I'm in the I don't know space because someone is trying to cast me or I'm trying to cast myself, but really I don't feel like that. Or maybe I did embrace it because I thought this is what they wanted and blah, 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 blah. Hopefully you get where I'm coming from, and where we're going to. A little moment here. We're going to talk about triggers with the story, with the owning of the story, right? It is so important that you ask yourself and you own, am I the villain in the story or am I being cast as the villain in the story or am I in the I don't know if I'm a villain sort of space? But there is one other bit when we think about being triggered that I want to go ahead and share. Because in the reality of the situation, I felt like I was cast as the villain. I told Llewellyn I felt that way. I had been given no reason as to why I would have intentionally been the villain. And I didn't feel like I was in an I don't know space anymore. But for a moment, when 
Llewellyn expressed that. Hell yeah. I said, right. All of that anger, it triggered something in me. I didn't think about it in the moment, but I thought about it after I left that mediation, that second and final one. I thought about it after and I felt triggered by the line. I thought Llewellyn had such anger. And then I felt angry. I had taken on a little bit of Llewellyn's anger. And my angry self reared up in me. And it looked out through my eyes and it said, you know what? If Llewellyn wants a reason to think that I am a villain, I will give her one. And then I continued to fantasize. Now we're going to laugh at this together just so we're clear. I don't think I would ever actually do this, but the angry part of me that was hijacked and triggered certainly did give me these ideas. And it was like, Nina, here's what we're going to do. We're going to show up on the day of the party and we're going to waltz into that dressing room and we're going to cover everything in wine. They'll never get it out by the time the party starts. I know it's so bad. That part is so bad. I was like totally hijacked. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so evil. I don't want to think like that. Cast it out, cast it out. You know, like, oh my gosh. And I hope we can laugh about this as we see how crazy triggered people can get. Cause I know some of y'all have been there. <clears throat> Not going to name any names, but I know we've been there. And to this point of like, this is what can happen when you do not deal with your triggers. So to this end, we have explored, are you owning your truth? Are you a villain? Are you being cast as a villain? Are you casting someone else as a villain? Yes. And if you are triggered by something and you do not address that trigger, it is possible that your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors will hijack you in order to express how they feel. Whether it's, hell yeah, I excluded you, or whether it's, I'm going to pour wine all over these dresses, right? (laughs) Whatever it is, my invitation to you is to call it out of yourself and start to own your truth. So we're nearing the end of the episode. And of course, I want to know what your takeaways are. Hit me up on Instagram at Drama Therapist Nina or comment below the YouTube video if that's what you're watching right now. And here is my question for you for the upcoming week. I want you to ask yourself, number one, am I owning my truth? Number two, what is my truth? Is this who I'm intending to be? Is this who I've been cast as, or am I in an I don't know space? If it is not you that you are asking about for number two, then I want you to ask yourself, are you owning the truth of the people around you? Are you letting them intentionally be who they intend to be? Are you casting them as someone else? Or are they in an I don't know space, which we still want to honor? That means they haven't committed to a narrative yet. That's a hard place to be in. Okay, let's take a breath in. After you've asked yourself these questions, right? If you are triggered, if you are are knowing that you are not intentionally being who you are, or, or you are not letting someone else be intentionally who they are, you can ask yourself, what do I need in order to make a repair? I'm going to repeat that one because if you remember what I said earlier, ruptures are going to happen. Repairs are optional. It takes work to make any relationship work, my friend. So here I am asking you again to think about this final question. 
if I'm not who I intend to be or not letting somebody else be who they intend to be, if I'm casting myself or casting someone else as something like the villain and I am not honoring truth, you know what I'm going to say, right? What do I need to do in order to make the repair? It is totally up to you. It is totally up to you. I wish I could give you the answer to this. I wish I could give you the solution, but ah, I ain't got no context for what you're going through, my friend. I do know that I am sending you energy to move forward because that is what we planned for today, folks. Thank you for exploring your triggers as a human being. And if this episode in particular was helpful to you, yes, you can go on iTunes and actually rate us so that new people can find us in that algorithm. But sharing this episode is probably one of the most beneficial things that you can do to get people dialoguing and talking about triggers, talking about owning their truth, talking about casting other people as things, right? And really being able to say, am I holding myself accountable for my part in the story? Am I holding myself accountable for my part in the story? Otherwise, of course. That is what we planned for today, folks. Share the episode and stay curious. Mm-hmm.